This episode may contain themes that are unsettling for some listeners and includes dialogue that is inappropriate for children under 14. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey, juicers. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Brooke. And this is For God's Sake. Don't drink the Jones juice. Welcome back to episode 17. 17. Okay, yeah, 17. Um, so we're finally doing our military special episode um, that was supposed to uh, be it, up last week. Last week, yeah. It's just, it was a lot, and I think we are finally prepared to do it. Um, we just needed more time because it's it's a lot it's a lot so a lot buckle up yeah um before we begin just as a little um starting it off light do you want to talk about your weekend yeah um well today's a day off too so i'm off on sundays mondays tuesdays um, yesterday, my husband and I checked out uh, Medieval Times in Lawrenceville. That was fun. It was it was different. It, we wanted to do something unique, you know, rather than a usual, you know, quick bite to eat date mm-hmm. night. So we decided to do that. And they've got a little pro- promotion going on right now if you've never been. Um, and it took off about 40 bucks from the price so that was cool so you guys check that out it was it was a good time and actually the food was really good you have to eat really? it with your hands what'd you eat but uh they give you like a big ass uh like chicken on a stick <laughs> a mutton chop <laughs> and it was really good everything was seasoned really well um a like half of a like baked potato corn garlic bread and like this tomato soup and then they gave you like ice cream for how do you eat the soup you drink it out you of the drink bowl. It. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you drink? Uh, what do you mean? Like your actual drink? Oh well, um, you have three choices: mm-hmm. water, Pepsi, or tea. So I got a tea, and then I actually got a um, alcoholic beverage. It was called the First Night, uh-huh. and uh, it was like a strawberry, coconut, and rum. Ooh, that sounds good. It was really good. And Aaron got like a smaller drink, but it was like mango rum. Mm-hmm. Like, that sounds good. Yeah, it was. It was fun. It was a good time. I don't necessarily know that i would go back but it was a cool like one-time experience i would love to go i've always wanted to go yeah it would be a cool date night for you guys you should try it yeah if scotty would go he yeah. would probably i'd probably suggest that and he'd be like that sounds so fucking lame Melissa." <laughs> it's really not though it, it was cool you know what he should go because i go to wrestling stuff with him exactly. sometimes so scotty i think he would like it i do when you listen to this let's go to medieval times yeah check it out um, other than that, today's kind of just been a chill day. Um, doing some cleaning around the house. Uh, you know, had to run a couple errands, that type of thing. But nothing too special. Um, what about you? Uh, um, I really don't remember what all I did. I know that... What did I do? Oh, duh. Um, my friend Elena... I mean, you know Elena, but mm-hmm. they don't... My friend Elena and her son, who is my son's best friend, they came over Saturday night and we just kind of hung out um it was pretty late so they the boys only like hung out for an hour or so mm-hmm. then we got them to sleep and um the plan was to 
let the boys hang out for a while. Um, I had chicken and dumplings in the crock pot. So we were going to eat that and we were going to watch the Chris Watts documentary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh, we were unable to due to the Xbox being friggin' weird. But um, at any rate, we probably wouldn't have anyways because I'm sure a lot of you guys have been playing this game too. (laughs) Not you, Brooke, because I know you don't do this kind of shit. But (coughs) the game Among Us, we played that for like... I don't know, like four hours. What is it? <laughs> is it like a like a Xbox game? No. So uh, I think it's on PC, but I we we were playing on uh, our phones, and so basically you're you're at like a little es- astronaut or something. I don't. I guess it's an astronaut, mm-hmm. and um, you're there's like three maps, but the one we always play, I guess it's a ship. And so you can play, there's four to 10 players Mm -hmm. and everybody has their own different color that you can choose. Um, You can't be the same color because everybody just calls people by their color. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what happens is there's like one to three imposters on the ship and nobody knows who the imposters are except for the imposters. And so you have to run around the ship doing all these tasks and the imposter will kill you um and it's up to the crew to you know find the body and you know try to figure out who the imposter is so it's it's like imposter among us type thing yeah okay okay and it was it's so fun like Mm -hmm. my sister my little 14 year old sister texted me and she's like oh my god have you played this game and Mm -hmm. usually i don't buy into the hype for that kind of stuff but i've legit been me and scotty have played it for hours (laughs) me and elena played it for hours and then when scotty got home that night we played it for hours (laughs) and then sunday night probably the best fun i've had on that game where i played with uh, two of our listeners, oh. Abby and Jordan, and Jordan's the one who uh, did our, uh, what's it called? Our uh, <laughs> image. Yeah, our image for the podcast. And I guess she didn't know it was me playing with her because Abby invited her and mm-hmm. I invited my sister, Ansley. And my, okay, so my name on there is Fart. <laughs> so I think she just thought I was some random person who kept voting her off the <laughs> ship. Oh gosh. She, she was never once the imposter and I turned everybody against her. Does she know now it was you? Yeah, because <laughs> I voted her off. It was like the fifth time. And I and the so when you die, um you become a ghost and you're supposed to still finish your tasks but the ghosts have their own little chat that you can talk in so i messaged and i was like she was pink and i was like in a black suit and i was like pink i'm so sorry please still listen to my podcast (laughs) and she went podcast and i was like and then she was like Alyssa. (laughs) i was like Yes. Oh my gosh. That's funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. We we seriously played for so fucking long and it's just fun. It's not fun if you don't have a, a sense of humor because yeah. then everybody's just like it was brown, brown, brown and then it just ends and brown gets kicked out. But when people have a sense of humor, it's so fun. I'm trying to understand it, but <laughs> well, download it and uh, we can play maybe it's dude i'm telling you 
I don't know. So you fun. got me addicted to design home, so. Yeah, but this is different because, okay, so it's, I don't really feel like it's that fun when you're just in a room with, like, people you don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, and we don't cheat, by the way. We don't tell each other if we're the imposter or not, and we don't tell um, each other who killed us if we did die. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more fun to, to just guess, but... Um, I don't know. I don't remember what I was going with that. Yeah, just how your weekend went. It was, it was, it's a, it's a fun game. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I basically played Among Us all weekend, so that's how exciting I am. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I'm going to delve on into it. I guess so. All right. So, as we said at the beginning, we are finally prepared enough to do our military episode. Hopefully, we can shine some light on uh, some very serious issues that are happening in our U.S. military. Yep. It's actually very scary. It is. Um, A lot of these things are already, um, you know, being spoken about, luckily, you know, by the media and by... uh, people's families Mm -hmm. and uh but we just we want even more awareness if we can help even you know a little bit by informing our listeners of these things you know then i feel like we've we've done a small part in trying to uh help the situation so what i am gonna start this with today is a very public case Uh, Most of you probably have heard about it. You may not know the details, but you'll more than likely know the name. Mm -hmm. Um, I will be talking about Vanessa Guillen. So Vanessa Guillen, um, she was a Houston, Texas native. She was reported missing on April 23rd, 2020 from Fort Hood, Texas, which if you are not familiar with Fort Hood, it is a United States Army post located in Killeen, Texas. Um, I think it's worth mentioning that Fort Hood is the largest active U.S. military base in the world and has 65,000 active members working at any given time. Yikes, that's a lot. Huge base. I didn't realize it was that big. Mm -hmm. Wow. So Vanessa held a job in the Army as a small arms repair soldier. Basically, her job was to ensure that the weapons were maintained and she helped out with inventory in the arms room. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, A little bit of background about Vanessa. Vanessa was one of six children and had wanted to join the army since she was a little girl. That was her dream. Mm -hmm. Her mom says she talked about it from the time she was itty bitty. So um, she enlisted as soon as she graduated from high school. Wow. Superwoman. That's what my sister did too. That's amazing. I I think that's super courageous. I do too. Like you're fresh out of high school and then you sell your soul to the frigging government and be... Yeah, she wanted to be a hero. It's insane. Yeah. It's it's like going from one extreme of, like, just having high school responsibilities to, Mm -hmm. like, being in the military. Protecting and serving the United States. It's a huge, drastic change, I would feel. I I, totally respect, you know, respect the crap out of that. Oh, me too. Especially for females. So Vanessa was beautiful, if you've seen her pictures. She was outgoing, funny. She was super active. 
Um, she was in a relationship with a man named Juan Cruz when she went missing. Juan was very involved in looking for her when she disappeared. Good for him. Poor Juan. Yeah. Mm. Sad for him, but good that he cared about her to do that. Yeah. So Vanessa Gann had last been seen in the parking lot at regimental, at regimental engineer squadron headquarters. That was a mouthful. (laughs) third cavalry regiment on the fort hood base that is one thing about researching all this is i have no idea any of them oh my gosh well hopefully some of you guys understand it because i uh, this military talk i'm just like okay i tried to google some of it and there was like no no civilianized explanation and i was just like okay well i guess our listeners may or may not know right so according to court documents published by crime online Vanessa Gian, who was called into work on her day off, which was April 22nd, went to an adjacent ar- armory, armory room where fellow soldier Aaron Robinson was working. No one saw Vanessa leave the room, and she did not answer any texts or calls. She also left her ID card, keys, and wallet in the room, according to a witness, and never returned to pick up the items. Sounds super sketch. Super, super sus. So, uh, Aaron Robinson told authorities that the 20-year-old read serial numbers for weapons and equipment when she got into the room and said that she left to go to a motor pool where she had to hand in paperwork about a 50 caliber machine gun. However, employees in the motor pool say that they never saw Vanessa. So, according to a criminal complaint, Vanessa Guillen's last text message was to Robinson. Robinson told police that he left the room around 11 a.m. to see his girlfriend, Cecily Aguilar, and said that he stayed at her house until 6.30 p.m. and then returned to base to sign off on paperwork. Two witnesses reportedly said that they saw Robinson that evening as he left the arms room with a large black trunk, which he put in his car before driving away. Sus. Absolutely. So it's later found out that Vanessa was murdered on the evening of April 22nd, 2020 by 20-year-old Army Specialist Aaron Robinson. Go figure, right? Right. (laughs) So Robinson was an Illinois native. Um, and he bludgeoned her to death with a hammer inside the armory room where she worked. The Guillen family attorney, Natalie Quaham, I hope I'm saying that correctly. I think I heard in the thing that I listened to, it's, it's Quam. Quam. Yeah, Quam. Okay. Natalie Quam said the soldier was beaten so badly that officials had trouble using dental records to identify her since her teeth were completely destroyed. Yeah, I oh my god can you imagine no what kind of fucking monster just i could never hit somebody with a hammer that's horrifying so quick question here okay if he beat her that badly how about blood splatter in the armory yeah yeah that's what i want to know like if that's got to be a gruesome scene oh yeah for sure how about the enormous amount of brain matter? Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like he absolutely just demolished this yeah. poor young girl. Yeah. So how on earth was he able to clean it so well that nobody noticed a single thing 
out of place. I mean, it it sounds crazy to me. Oh, 100%. I mean, I don't know how armories work in the military, but I mean, I feel like somebody had to have gone in there afterwards, right? I mean, that just sounds like... That's a long cleanup. uh, Yeah. And plus, like, wouldn't his clothes and stuff be bloody? Did nobody notice that? Did he have a change of clothes? What happened to his bloody clothes? Cameras. Did cameras not see him? You would think there would be cameras in the armory of all places, you know? So that's my question. How in the world... Was he able to clean that up so well that nobody saw anything out of place, anything out of the norm? What about her screams? Yeah. Because you know know she she had to scream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So everyone claims that they heard or saw nothing. If you guys have any insight onto, like, the armory, I guess, on a base, on a military Mm -hmm. base, let us know because that definitely doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So the night of the murder, Robinson picked up his girlfriend, Cecily Aguilera, who was the estranged wife of a former soldier from Fort Hood. And together, they dismembered Vanessa's body with a machete and buried her near the Leon River in Belton, Texas. I guess, um, you know, bashing your teeth out wasn't enough. (sighs) Well, what do you do? You know, you've got this body now. Mm -hmm. Horrible. So on June 30th, contractors, and this is two months later, contractors working um, on a fence near the river discovered partial human remains in a shallow grave and notified law enforcement. When authorities searched the area, they found scattered remains that had been placed in a concrete-like substance and burned. When investigators searched Robinson's phone, it showed multiple calls and text messages to Cecily Aguilera, who said that she was with her boyfriend all night on April 22nd. Mm-hmm. Aguilera explained the calls to investigators by saying that she lost her phone and Robinson was helping her find it. Okay, yeah. pal. But the length of the calls indicated otherwise. Right. So... On the evening of, uh, I'm sorry, June 30th, Robinson fled the base after hearing the news of the discovery of remains. He said, oh, shit, I'm busted. Right. And just disappeared. Fucking coward. Exactly. So it took two months to find her. That's that's terrible. But uh, when police finally caught up to him in the early mornings of of the fall or the early hours of the following morning. Aaron Robinson shot himself and succumbed to his injuries before he could be taken into custody. Of course he did. Of course he did. Coward piece of shit. Jesus. So uh, this is a little something I'd like to kind of note. Three weeks before Vanessa went missing, her mother says that there was a shift in her. And that Vanessa seemed distracted and distant when they spoke over the phone. Friends also said that she wasn't sleeping. She wasn't eating. She was just acting out of her normal self. So um, her mom was kind of, you know, probing her like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Mm -hmm. Over the phone. And eventually Vanessa confided in her mother and said that she was being sexually harassed by another soldier at Fort Hood. According to her mother, Vanessa explained that there was a man who watched her as she showered. Oh. Yeah. 
and followed her while she was running and working out. What a fucking freak. That is so scary. So Vanessa never did disclose the harasser's name to her friends or family, but she told her mother that she was ready to take care of it, but that she was also afraid to report it. Yeah. Her mother offered to report it herself Mm -hmm. and Vanessa was like no mom like I I will do it you know right either trying to kind of stop her mom from doing it or maybe she was planning on turning him in right I I don't know um with that though I I kind of want to talk a little bit about rape culture um so first you know any woman that's been through sexual assault which I feel many many of us have yeah I think uh, it's like one in four right yeah so First, there's that shame, mm-hmm. right? You you feel violated. You feel dirty. Um, you don't want to talk about it, Mm-mm. you know? So that kind of thing is such a vulnerable just. Mm-hmm. And you feel like, well, what did I do? Did I Could I have done something different, mm-hmm. you know? Was it the way I was dressing? Did I say something I shouldn't have said to make him feel this way? Right. You know? Um, second... You know, in the military, you are in a male-dominated force. Yep. So you're thinking, are they going to believe me? Am I going to get kicked out because I'm, you know, reporting this guy that's most likely higher ranking than me? Oh, yeah. You know? Um, also, the ones investigating these cases in the military are the same ones who can hide things for those in a higher rank. Right. It's the military. Yeah. yeah. The military is the one that is investigating these cases. Right. Um, and that has to stop. Yeah. We need a third party involved in these cases because I it's think the not military fair. should be taken out of it. Like this happened under your supervision. Mm-hmm. This happened under with your soldiers. Mm-hmm. It definitely needs a, a, a third eye, third party to come mm-hmm. in. And I totally feel like they should take control of it. I don't mm-hmm. think the military should ever I 100% have a say. agree with you. And you 100. know, so my sister, I've mentioned this before, she's in the Navy. And one day, um, this was not the time you went with me, but mm-hmm. I went uh, to San Diego with her and um, we had to rush to the Naval Hospital that she works at mm-hmm. for her son. Mm-hmm. And um, hardly any women at all work there. Like yeah. all the doctors, all the nur- the nurses, whatever they're the corpsmen, whatever they are, yeah. they, they were all men. And like, that's fine. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that they need more women there i'm just saying that well most women are gonna feel more confident speaking you know to a woman about those kind of things right and but also it's just the just the fact that you know how the percentage of male versus female there Mm -hmm. is just overwhelming yes it's overwhelming Mm -hmm. yeah so um i think in these cases and I, and i i think in the military so many and i mean we know this even in just civilian life so many cases are not reported yeah because of fear mm-hmm. so um but uh yeah that's all i had to say about that i just kind of wanted to you know shed light you know for those that may not understand how difficult it would be to report something like that i do think also that there should be um a female 
present for um, female issues, mm-hmm. just like my sister, um, her son has special needs, and the men do not understand yeah. that she has to take him to so many different specialists, mm-hmm. so many doctor's appointments. Like, she has to leave work early. She had her son while she was already in the military, so it's not like, you know, she knew that... Yeah. Um, like going into the military that this was going to happen. She mm-hmm. had no idea. She had already served for like yeah. a year or something like that. Before she got pregnant, yeah. And so none of them would cater to her. And the thing that they would always say is like, you know, I don't, I mean, I guess this is how it is for every branch. I don't know, but I know that this is how it is with her. But, you know, they tell her if anything happens in your life, you know, you need to report it. You know, like my sister uh, got into a car wreck. She had to immediately report it to her superiors and they're all texting her like um, advice on what she needs to do. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I have a child. I have a baby with special needs. I can't just take an Uber. Yeah. I can't just do this. I can't just do that. And they're like, well, I don't really know what to tell you. And so my sister went to a female Mm-hmm. superior and explained everything that happened and guess what she was able to she did it. something because i mean she didn't even have a special needs child mm-hmm. or a but just disabled. being a woman you, with yeah. a child probably. and like you women empathize more with women well, that's what i was gonna say i mean not always but most women are more compassionate and understanding to that type of thing right exactly it's just men don't get it (laughs) there needs to be a male and a female that you can go to absolutely absolutely um so now back to aaron robinson's girlfriend uh cecily who we spoke about earlier so she initially provided robinson with an alibi but she later came clean And uh, as I said earlier, the mobile call logs revealed that he had called her several times on the night of April 22nd into the following morning. So she was questioned by police and Cecily Algalaire finally admitted that Robinson had picked her up on April 23rd at the gas station where she worked and drove her to a bridge near Leon River in Bell County, which was 25 miles east of Fort Hood. Now, this is what she says. She says that he walked her into the woods and opened up a plastic box on wheels, which he had put Vanessa Gian's body in after killing her. The couple then reportedly used a, and I quote, because this is Cecily's words, hatchet or axe and a machete type knife to remove Vanessa's limbs and head and buried the parts in three shallow graves. My God. You're a sick bitch. Okay? Like, clearly we know Aaron Robinson is a sick motherfucker, Mm -hmm. but you're a sick bitch. Yeah, and she knew that this was going to happen. I mean, if my fucking boyfriend brought me to the woods and opened up a trunk and there's a dead body in it, I would fucking run for my life. Exactly. I would scream. I would not help him. Exactly. So she also said that they tried to burn the body, but that that didn't work. So then they allegedly buried the remains and returned again later, a few days later, to put the remains in concrete and rebury it. I love how hard it is to get rid of a body. Oh my gosh. So 
friends of Cecily Aguilera say that she would, quote, do anything to please a man. Sounds like it. Yeah. So she was just, like, easily manipulated. Not manipulated. I mean, I think she's a dumb bitch. I think she knew exactly what she was doing. Mm -hmm. But just one of those women that, like, would do anything just to be loved. You know what I mean? never. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. My husband rolls up a box with a dead chick's body in it. I don't even, like, no. Like, we're done here. Like, I'm not helping you dismember this. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, like, even if she wasn't that way, I mean, it would be scary trying to leave that situation because it's right. proof that he will kill. He is a murderer. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, while we may never know exactly why Robinson murdered Vanessa, the Guillen family lawyer says that Robinson was the one that had sexually harassed Vanessa and that when he found out that she was planning on turning him in, he became enraged mm-hmm. and attacked her, killing her. Yep. Another theory I read about claims that Vanessa Guillen allegedly saw nude photos, which one can assume were of Cecily, mm-hmm. on Robins- uh, Robinson's phone and confronted him um, about having an affair with someone married to a former soldier. So we don't really know. I mean, there's only two of them that know mm-hmm. and they're gone. So I feel like the first one makes more sense to me because if I saw a fellow soldier with nudes like that. And well, I apparently know, like that is a huge no-no. I know. But why would you confront them? Why wouldn't you just yeah. go to? Because my theory, I think that she was probably in the armory doing something. He probably came in there to sexually harass her. And, and she then she's like, I'm fucking reporting you. Yeah. And then he gets mad and then bludgeon. That makes more sense to me than like yeah. s- somehow seeing these nudes and being like, huh, that, you know, that can get you kicked out of the Navy. And mm, so he just, or not the Navy, <laughs> the army. And, mm. Yeah. So, like I said, we'll never know probably exactly why, but that first theory does sound more accurate to me as well. Plus, if she just felt so fearful of him, I can't see her just going straight up to him and being like, I'm going to turn you in for those photos. Right, exactly. But who knows? Maybe she's ballsy. I don't know. It sounded like she was scared to me, as any woman would be. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Vanessa Gann's family says that the army failed to protect her, which I 100% agree with. Yep. Um, although officials have denied that any complaint was made by, by Vanessa claiming that she was sexually harassed. So I don't know that she ever got the opportunity to turn anyone in. Yeah. Which is probably why he killed her. Yeah. So, uh, Vanessa Gann's death has now shown a light on the military's handling of sexual harassment and assault with many veterans revealing their own experiences on social media mm-hmm. in what is now being branded a new uh, hashtag MeToo movement. I don't know if you remember the MeToo movement. Oh, yeah, movement. I do. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Um, Cecily Aguilar entered a not guilty plea and was set to appear before a judge on September 28th following jury selection. Court documents now show that the court date has been pushed back and rearrangement for Aguilera has been scheduled for November 10th. So we're still waiting to see what's going to happen to this biatch. Life in prison, please. Yeah. I hate that, dude. Like, imagine just trying to do your job. Like, this person will not leave you alone. Yeah. And then murders you because you're not doing anything wrong at all truly truly heartbreaking and i cannot imagine what that poor girl you know what was going through her mind oh my god you know she didn't immediately die yeah 
I mean, that is horrifying. I hope she did. Yeah, I hope she did too. It's so sad, dude. And like the audacity that like you already have the audacity if you kill somebody, but Mm -hmm. to kill somebody in your place of work. Yeah. Where I, I just still have so many questions about how on earth it got cleaned up. Yeah. I just, I, I can't fathom how you would be able to clean that place so well that nobody ever suspected anything. I have no idea. And also, this one to me is like with um, Lavina Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know, they had the body. They had all this evidence pointing towards a murder. But instead of, you know, counting it as a murder, that it was a suicide, mm-hmm. they completely just wiped that off the table but with this one it's like it's like the military just kind of turned a blind eye yeah Yeah. and they're like well just clean it up and then you're kind of on your own defenses or whatever and what's crazy is they suspected him for a long time but why was he never taken into custody before the remains were found or you know well i guess you can't really well can you um i mean i feel like you can if there's reasonable doubt that you murdered somebody i mean yeah yeah i i I don't know i mean i i do think that there has to be some shred of evidence to link you to a murder like if you know it's hard to convict somebody if they can't find the body so if they couldn't find her body they probably couldn't have done anything and you know maybe Mm -hmm. maybe he really did clean up the armory and maybe like she really they really didn't know but either way something has to change because nobody should be getting killed in their place of fucking work on the largest base in the world yeah it makes no sense thank you and the terrifying part about this is it has happened so many times on Fort Hood and one might would say well that's because it's so big and there's so many people but no it is a staggering amount of unusual deaths murders Mm -hmm. uh quotes suicides and uh of course we will be speaking more about that yeah but uh now Alyssa has another um unusual death that uh has kind of just became or just become public knowledge Mm -hmm. um, that you may or may not have heard of. So at Fort Hood, nonetheless. So I'm talking about Elder Fernandez. Um, I don't really know if Elder's how you pronounce that. That's how it is in the, um, like the news Mm -hmm. clips that I listen to. So if it's not, please correct me because I definitely don't want to have his name wrong. Um, I I do want to say that I did get my sources from Wikipedia and USA Today, and then, like, the Army's own Mm -hmm. uh, website or whatever. So, Elder Fernandez was 23 years old, and he was from um, Brockton, Massachusetts. Um, He entered the Army in September of 2016 as a chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear specialist. Wow. Like, this dude is intelligent. Smart. Yeah. (laughs) He was assigned to the uh, 553rd Combat Sustainment Support Battalion. Wow, that's another one of those mouthfuls. Yeah, the 1st Sustainment Brigade and the 1st Cavalry Division since April of 2019. Okay. So I don't know what any of that means, but I th- those are the ones that I tried to Google and could <laughs> not figure out what it meant. All so. I know is he's super smart. <laughs> it sounds good, though. Mm-hmm. So he had a lot of awards and decorations. 
um, and I was able to find what these meant. So, um, so he had the Army Achievement Medal, which um, basically is for like service or achievement in either combat or non-combat situations based on sustained performance or specific achievement or a superlative nature, but which does not warrant a, a commendation medal or higher. He also had the Army Good Conduct Medal, and this is awarded for, uh, you know, just like really good behavior, efficiency, and fidelity in active federal military service. He also had the National Defense Service Medal, and this is awarded for military service during periods of national emergency or any other periods designated by the Secretary of Defense. Wow. He also had... Uh, the Global War on Terrorism Service Medal, and this is awarded for support of operations to counter terrorism, whether um, stationed in the U.S. or overseas. And he had the Army Service Ribbon, which is awarded for any advanced individual training. Wow. Go Elder. Yeah. That's incredible. He was doing the damn thing. Yeah, he was. So, this is where it gets sad. Um... Elder was last seen in Killeen on August 17th after being dropped off at a residence after staying for a week at the Carl L or the Carl R. Darnell Army Medical Center. This is this year. Right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because he had been feeling suicidal. Um, when he got out, he had promised his mother um, or when he I guess before he went in, he promised his mom that he'd call her once he was released. But the very next day, on the 18th, uh, he was reported absent. So, um, soldiers from his unit conducted a search for him while also cooperating with the Killing Police Department and the U.S. Army Criminal Investigation Command in order to find him. Hmm. His unit distributed photographs of him uh, they searched motor pools, parking lots, barracks, and HQ buildings. They looked in hospitals and hotels um, all throughout Central Texas. But ultimately, Elder's body was found hanging from a tree in Temple, Texas, oh, no. right near like a railroad, oh, wow. um, which is about 28 miles from Fort Hood. Okay. So kind of a, a long way. Yeah. Um, the medical examiner from Dallas ruled his death a suicide. Medical examiner from what did you say? I'm from sorry. Dallas. Okay, so Texas. it wasn't a military. We'll see. Okay. So, in the weeks leading up to Elder's disappearance and apparent quote unquote suicide, there was an open investigation at the base due to elders reporting of abusive sexual conduct. Oh my gosh. He reported that he had been inappropriate inappropriately touched by a male superior. He was transferred out of his unit after reporting this abuse, but the news spread like wildfire throughout mm-hmm. his new unit, which led to harassment belittling bullying and hazing oh that's so heartbreaking yeah like let's see this is what happens when you report yeah people treat you like this and i think probably more so if you're a man like the bullying and like yeah but um 
There was a noticeable behavioral difference about Elder. Mm -hmm. Uh, His family could see it. His friends could see it. Um, Elder's aunt commented on the subject by saying, according to his friends, since that happened, they kept harassing him. The person he accused was following him. They were hazing him, torturing him, making his life impossible. Oh my gosh, that hurts my heart so much. So... The male in question, and actually, I didn't see who he was until right before, um, like when I was listening to that that news article. Um, hold, let me get my phone. Where is my phone? Do, 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 do. I meant to add it in, but uh, here we are. Okay. Um, I screenshot it so that I could just go back to it. Um, it was Major General Scott Efflant, or however you say that. Um, that was the man who he accused of um, okay. sexually abusing him. Um, so they took this Scott person and gave him a polygraph test. And, um, of course, he pass it and so the case was closed and rolled to suicide because of the lack of of substantial evidence that would indicate foul play or prove that the suicide was a direct result of abuse Mm. so um i actually have a quote here from the lawyer who represents uh the gillian family um she says they're not dying from terrorism or ISIS. They're dying from sexual assault and sexual harassment when they report it because the system is broken and we're not going to continue to allow our soldiers to go about dying on our own turf. Yeah. And this is, like we said, because the military investigates all this stuff. Which is completely wrong. So if they want it swept under the rug, of course they can. They have the power to do it. That's like one of us like reporting a cop like sexually harassing us and like that particular um um police department Mm -hmm. doing the investigation like i feel like that would totally not be fair right no it wouldn't it definitely would need like an outside Mm -hmm. or someone in the fbi yeah exactly exactly yeah uh gillian's sister also had something to say about uh elders apparent suicide are you talking gian yeah okay what you're saying gillian did i say gillian oh my god that's not what i said the first (laughs) time twice (laughs) did i when did i say it when you first started saying it i was just making sure that is who you were talking about gian okay my i'm so sorry it's such a two l's make the e okay gian's sister are you sure i in my head i'm saying gian it's gian Gian, I know, but I mean, am I, are you sure I'm saying Gillian? You did. Okay, anyways, (laughs) Gian's, I'm so sorry. Gian's sister also had something to say about elders, parent suicide. Um, She said, Fernandez is an example that is not only, that it not only happens to women, but to men. He's an example that if you speak up, if you report it, look what happens to you. (sighs) Yeah. Um... Stephen Lynch, um, who was somebody that I apparently did not write down who he was, but he's like important. (laughs) Uh, 
um, he said an independent investigation is needed into the deaths of Fernandez and others in the recent months of Fort Hood. Um, and U.S. Senators Elizabeth Warren and Ed Mark- Markey, 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 both supported a congressional investigation. Markey said when Fernandez needed his country's support, it failed him. He also said no parent parent or family should lose a son in this way. The army did not uphold its obligation to keep Sergeant Fernandez safe. There must be an independent investigation into Sergeant Fernandez Fernandez's death so we can get a full accounting of what went so terribly wrong and hold accountable those who failed him. Mm-hmm. Which I agree. Stephen Lynch is a congressman, by the way. Okay, so mm-hmm. there you go. I had to find that for you real quick. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, The Army created an independent panel of five experts to investigate if personnel at Fort Hood and the surrounding community had, you know, basically created this or not created, but allowed all of the sexual harassment Mm -hmm. and discrimination to flourish. Uh, this independent review will be led by Chris Swecker, who is a lawyer and former assistant director of the FBI's Criminal Investigative Division. Mm. And then um, Jackie, oh, her last name is S-P-E-I-E-R. Spear. Spear, that's what I was thinking. Jackie Spear, who is a member of the Armed Services Committee, is preparing legislation that would change prosecution of sexual assault cases in the military. This would direct the Government Accountability Office to examine the Pentagon's sexual harassment and assault prevention and response programs and its uh, procedures for responding to missing troops. Very good. So now I just kind of have a few facts about what's going on at Fort Hood besides an apparent suicide and a murder. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fort Hood has the highest and most cases of sexual assault, harassment, and murders for the entire formation in the U.S. Army. It averaged 129 violent felonies committed by soldiers per year. Wow. Violent felonies include homicide, violent sex crimes, kidnapping, robbery, and aggravated assault. That is insane. Yeah. From March to June 5th, soldiers' deaths have become suspected homicides, which is more than the last four years combined. Wow. Yeah. And so that's for this year, March to June 5th. Three months. Yeah. At least two veterans who had separated from the Army at Fort Hood were killed. Uh, Two soldiers were alleged to have committed a murder. In the previous four years, only two soldiers' deaths were considered a homicide. Homicide. Why do I always say that? (laughs) Homicide. All of this is according to data from the Fort Hood Public Affairs Office. So it's not just numbers people are pulling out of their ass. It's literally documented stuff. Eek. Mm -hmm. And that's all I have for that, which is just that I did find an article where it listed all of the soldiers who committed a murder or you know did whatever but it was so much i just yeah didn't write it down but well i mean either way you look at it it's too many and it's got to stop yeah um um i did read so obviously uh elder's family does not think that he committed suicide 
they think that he was murdered. Yeah. I mean, especially if his body was found 28 miles away. I think that's very sus. Yeah. But, um, what was the other thing? Um, fuck. It's just on the tip of my tongue. I feel like my brain is <laughs> scrambled today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. Fuck. That's okay. It was a good point, though. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by The Pampered Puppy out of Conyers, Georgia. Are you looking for an amazing groomer with a great rep for your pups? I know for my Emory and Charlie, I'll only take them to the best of the best. That's why I will only use The Pampered Puppy. They have years and years of experience, and the shop has been around for over 30 years. They've also been voted best of Rockdale and Newton County for 18 years. Whoa, business owner goals. You can check them out in Old Town Conyers or at yourpamperedpuppy.com. You can also give them a call at 770-760-1494. That's yourpamperedpuppy.com or call them at 770-760-1494. Welcome back. Um, as many of you probably remember, we've been asking you guys and bugging the shit out of you for about the past month or so to send in your military stories mm-hmm. if you are in our armed services. Um, luckily, we had three courageous, beautiful women send us their stories. And tonight we will be sharing those with you. Uh, two being emails and the other actually being a, vo- a voice recording. Um, as we said from the get-go, these women will remain 100% anonymous. But I think it's very, very important that we share this with you guys so you can kind of get a feel from their the wh- perspective. Exactly. Because yeah, they're dealing with this firsthand. We're only reading the stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you're going to be shocked. So, yeah. All right, let's insert the clip here. I just listened to the Lavina Johnson um, episode, and I knew the story just because I've seen it before. I read articles about it. But I don't know if you know this, but I'm in the Army, and I recently found out um, just when I happened to be talking about it a couple months ago with one of my coworkers, and, like, you know, we were just like you guys, like, what the hell, um, we were informed, um, by someone that happened to be passing by us, that was higher ranking than us, um, that we are not allowed to speak about that. They will not, um, allow us to talk about her, we are not even allowed to say her name. Um, you know, we were baffled by this because like because we were just like what the hell like it's already sounds sketchy and now we're not allowed to talk about it well we did we did some asking around you know on the down low about it because we were like why what does he mean we can't talk about this apparently the general who was um over her brigade um I guess whenever her parents were, like, trying to gain a following for it, 
and support, um, put out a um, message, like, I don't know how to explain it in civilian terms, I guess like an email, like a mass email that like, you know, this general sent to the guy below him, who sent to the guy below him, blah, 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 and was sent out to, um, you know, forward it and all this stuff, talking about if anyone was to find out we, we were talking about this we could get kicked out and, and that like it was just not acceptable and um i don't i don't know the exact wording of this message but basically they were say make you know even adding more sketchiness to it all saying we can't talk about it um and in my personal opinion, just from the things that I know, being in the Army, um, I 100% think it had to have been a um, colonel or a general um, or something like that, and he basically ordered the people below him to clean up his mess, um, and it's just disgusting. And I'm not even supposed to, like, tell anybody about this or anything. That's why I'm doing a voice message. But I thought that you guys would, you know, be, have the same reaction as, you know, me and my coworker did. Like, what the hell? Um, but there's, there's been some, a lot, unfortunately, that don't have as much publicity as Lavina Johnson. But there are a lot of uh, cases like this and a lot, a lot, I mean, endless um, sexual assault cases like this. Um, and it's, I mean, the military has 100% um, failed us as women. And I feel like I can say that because I am a woman in the army. But um, yeah. So I just wanted to thought you guys might be interested in that tidbit. So after kind of listening to that, um, it just makes the military 20 million times more sketchy. Absolutely. And thank you, listener, for sending that in for everyone to hear. Um, that's very, very courageous. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and we know that one wasn't really sexual assault, but we just wanted you guys to hear that like even here in the united states where um libina johnson was killed in what was it iraq Mm -hmm. by whoever Mm -hmm. um they're still not allowed to talk about it so she said we're not even allowed to say her name yeah which is so terrible so demeaning so like let's take the humanity out of this girl yeah absolutely i hate it Mm -hmm. okay well um Do you want to read first or do you want me to? You can go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. All right. So thank you to this lovely lady for sending this in. I actually haven't even read this yet, so it'll be news to me too. So she says, um, this just shows the level of disrespect in our military. I'm an army wife and love our service members, but I'm disgusted by... She, uh, she said disgust, but I think she might have hmm, maybe said 
disgusted mm-hmm. <laughs> by some of the things I've heard from my husband. Many service members would host train parties in the, the barracks. They would bring their girlfriend over and get her drunk and let several of his friends run a train on her. Ooh. I'm not sure if she knew what was going on or if she was raped, but I know this was something that used to happen often. A few of the guys would let their friends have sex with their wives. Don't get me started about all the affairs and cheating that goes on. Most guys only marry for the extra money and don't care about the wife. Mm -hmm. My husband told me once that in the locker room, he overheard several guys talking about having sex with one one of their wives. He slammed his locker door to get his his attention. Oh my god. He slammed his locker door to get the attention of the room and said if anyone even asks to have sex with his wife, he would kill them. I'm lucky he was protective of me and wasn't like the other soldiers. I have also heard of a few stories of girlfriends being beaten in the barracks and girls being raped. Oh. Yeah. Most of these stories do result in discipline and the MPs getting involved. His post was very strict about having girls in the barracks. I I should know I have been caught a few times in the barracks when we were dating. Um, I think some of this got cut off. It didn't. I I proofread it. Two of his close friends were actually accused and taken to court for raping the same girl. Oh, my God. Lucky for the girl, action was taken and both of them were discharged from the military. I used to want to join the military before I met my husband. He convinced me not to because he knew how bad women were treated. It's pretty much public knowledge in the military, and yet still nothing is done. And that is absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. Thank you. Nothing nothing is done. Like, they know it's a prevalent problem, and Mm -hmm. here they are just letting it go on. I hate that so, so much. Okay, so our next story, this is a long story um but it is regarding one of our service women and her story of sexual assault or sexual harassment more so well maybe both so this starts off hey Brooke and Alyssa I hope you're well I was listening to the Lavina Johnson episode and thinking about how much our military gets away with it being a female in the army is scary I've only been in for two and a half years and only been to one duty station and my life has already been altered. I know that sometimes military lingo is hard to understand, so I'll try to speak civilian as much as I can. I got to my first duty station in October of 2018 and I got assigned to my unit. I went and introduced myself and met my coworkers and I was immediately informed that we would be participating in a week-long training event in the field starting the following day meaning that we would go out in the middle of nowhere and can't go home, no showers, nothing. So I was like, oh, here we go, I guess. I didn't have much time to get a feel for anything or anyone. My NCO, which is basically my supervisor, was an older man in his 50s who gave off that weird uncle who asked too many personal questions vibe. But I wanted to make a good impression, so I was like, oh well, maybe he's just got a weird personality. We got to the place where we would basically be camping out army style for a week, and it was October, so in this area, it was super cold already. My NCO was staying at another location and would text us to give us assignments. I had terrible self-service where we were and wouldn't get his messages until way later, which I informed him of. 
He started saying I was lying and that I, quote, didn't want to talk to him. When I would finally get into a spot where I had service, I'd get 10 plus messages from him, including good night and good morning messages, not just assigning me tasks. He began to ask other people, does she really not have service or is she not wanting to talk to me? One day, we were informed that there would be a shuttle to take a few, of, a few of us back to shower and home for the night, but we'd have to come back to the field in the morning. So I was excited because I felt gross and I was exhausted. I bet. <laughs> yeah. My NCO, my NCO and I were only two of the people among the eight of us who got to go back, and we all piled in. I'm sorry, did I say that wrong? My NCO and I were two of the people among eight of us who got to go back and we all piled into the back of the shuttle and when we got in there was still a lot of room but my nco scooted so close to me that our thighs were touching ew yeah back up he then tapped his shoulder closest to me and said he then tapped on his shoulder closest to me i think she meant on my shoulder or um, I don't, I'm not sure, but he said, you can lay your shoulder here. Okay. You can lay your shoulder here if you want. I'm sure you're tired. You can lay your shoulder on my shoulder. I'm confused. No, he, he, okay. So he tapped on his shoulder mm-hmm. and said, you can lay your shoulder here. Yeah. You, you I guess lay, she meant, okay. she probably meant you can lay your head here. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm sorry this has happened to you. And I kind of just awkwardly laughed and started to text my then husband to come get me from the rally point so that I could go home and shower. My NCO was looking at my phone and watching everything I was doing and said, I can take you home. He shouldn't come get you. Ew, what a, what a creeper. Freak. Creep. A fucking like, freak. bro, back the fuck yeah. up. I politely de- deny, uh, declined and said it was okay. He kept insisting and I kept declining. Once we got to the rally point, my then-husband wasn't there yet, and so I was in the parking lot waiting for him, and my NCO came up and stood next to me and said, this is why I should have taken you home. Mind you, we had literally just moved here, so we didn't know our way around yet, and my husband missed a turn. When he finally got there, my NCO looked at him and said, this is unacceptable. I'll be taking her home from now on. Mm-mm. Oh, my gosh. I hope he says, uh, no. And my husband replied and said, uh, no, it's, <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> I got it. what I just said. Yeah. And I got in the car. That night, my NCO sent me a good night message that said, can't wait to see you in the morning. Ew. So inappropriate. He kn- and he knows it's not being reciprocated. So why the fuck are you still doing it? It's so disgusting. That's what I don't understand about these fucking creepazoids. Ugh. I didn't respond. It was like midnight at this point, And we had to be back at the rally point by 6 a.m. to go back. The next morning, I was back at the rally point and waiting for the shuttle to take us back when I was talking to my friend that got to come back and shower as well. That is when my NCO came up to me and handed me a pack of $20 stylus pens. I looked them up to see how much they were and said, I went to Walmart last night and saw these and thought of you. And I took them, opened them up, and handed one to my friend to have. He then said to me, I got them for you, not to share. Ooh. A stylus pen, like what? Like, like you can the, write on a screen with? Right, right. Why does she, but she doesn't need 20 of them. Exactly. Oh, so, no, it was a $20 pack. Of stylus pens oh well still multiple pins yeah so i think that's appropriate and okay yeah and just turned away and i just turned away 
When we got back to the field, my NCO changed stuff around to where he was going to be staying at the same site as me. Mm. I was on radio guard, which is when you sit in a military vehicle and listen to the radio and record what's happening in the training exercise. The vehicle I was in is almost like an ambulance's what I would compare it to, but smaller. So I was in the back sitting on these tiny seats they have. That's when my NCO came up to me and sat in the other tiny seat and closed the door, which he isn't supposed to do. Oh my God. No, I would start having a panic attack for sure. Yeah. You're new to this and this guy's your superior. And Mm -hmm. oh my God, can you imagine? No, I can't. So he got an inch away from my face and I began to sweat. I already have personal space issues, like don't come in my bubble. He started to ask me all about my personal life, my marriage, telling me that he wanted me to talk to him about everything. I told him I was a private person and I wasn't comfortable with this. He kept insisting and I kept saying this. Then he leaned in and I backed up so fast I fell off the seat. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh. When this happened, he moved to the seat I was sitting in so that I couldn't get up. Oh, oh, oh God. I'd be screaming. Disgusting bastard. He then started, he then began to caress my thigh and I kicked his hand away. I was in shock. Like this was my first super supervisor in the military and I do desperately, and I desperately wanted to learn my job from him because he had a good reputation for being good at the work we do. After I kicked his hand away, he grabbed my hands and squeezed them until they were numb. Oh, my God. This is breaking my heart. Mine, too. Right then, the chaplain opened the door because it wasn't supposed to be closed. And when she saw I was on the floor, she asked me if I was okay. And before I could answer, he said, we're fine. She could tell by my face I was far from fine. She just stood there, and I was able to get up and run out of there. I told my first sergeant, who was basically in charge of this guy, and showed him all of the texts and told him about the gift, and he said that he would handle it. The next day, we went back to the company, so we weren't in the field anymore. The leadership above my NCO made me retell the story at least nine times, and they made me sit in a conference room with him and a bunch of other male leaders and confront him and tell him why he made me uncomfortable. Inappropriate. That is humiliating are you kidding me that is so inappropriate so inappropriate that tears my heart up mine too that is ugh, ugh. of course he's gonna deny it you know what i mean of course and i'm sure they're gonna fucking believe him (sighs) so he denied everything he didn't get in trouble and they ended up moving me so that i wasn't his soldier anymore But I was still in the same unit, so I saw him all the time, and where I was was a 30-second walk to where he was. He was always looking for a reason to come over and talk to me. Oh, God. He doesn't stop, even after this. When I got a promotion about two weeks, or two months later, more gifts appeared in my desk with the receipt and a total of $50, and no one's seen anyone drop it off. When I found it, I got a text from that NCO saying, congrats, I hope you like your gift. He was still constantly coming over and touching my shoulders, and in January, my son had to have surgery to have a hernia in his testicles removed. He found this as an opportunity to talk to me about his own testicles before I walked away. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, my gosh. Fucking vomit. (sighs) When I kept complaining to my leadership, I eventually found out that he had previously sexually 
assaulted multiple girls and had received no punishment. Sounds about fucking accurate. That makes me sick. It makes my stomach churn, dude. Mm-hmm. Like these girl, and you know the the military holds you at like this higher standard, mm-hmm. and so it's like if you complain, then you're yeah. like not wanting to do your job mm-hmm. or whatever, and it's just. So she says, one of these girls told me after all of this happened that I'm lucky he didn't actually assault me. But he kind of did. He was caressing her thigh and got so close to her she flew off a chair. It was very, he was very well aware that that was unwanted touching. Absolutely. He did assault her. Yeah. So um, because I kept complaining instead of reprimanding this guy, the leadership just sent me to a different unit. At this unit, I found out that one of his other victims was there, and she told me her story of him forcing his hand down her pants and more gruesome details. Oh, my God. Somebody needs to shoot this guy. Yeah. Like, seriously. Even after I moved units, this NCO knew my habits and knew I would walk through through lunch often and would come all the way across post to my office and see that I was alone and trap me in a room. This went on for a year. Let me just say, you guys, this is a one person, and this is someone that we know. Yeah. So let's think about all the people that we don't know that these things are happening to, and these women that aren't reporting these things. It just, uh. it also just sucks because, you know, this kind of sexual assault's not something that, or sexual harassment, both, whatever. It's really not something you can prove without, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, re- video recordings mm-hmm. or, you know. And uh, how can you really do that when you're out there? You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's his word against hers. And because he's superior, mm-hmm. her superior or whatever, then. But it sounds like there is so there are so many women that he has done this to. I feel like. Yeah, women do do that. Mm-hmm. They for oh, sure yeah. fake it. But when you have multiple women saying that this one dude in specific is doing something, mm-hmm. you should listen to them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can find somebody just as good as him yeah. at his job Absolutely. that's not going to sexually harass. Someone that's not a predator. Right, exactly. So um, this went on for a year. When I would tell, I was told he's just visiting. Ugh. No one did anything. I had to change my phone number and stop working through lunch. And then he found my Facebook and started messaging me through there. Oh, my God. I blocked him, and he kept finding ways to reach out. He got bolder and started coming by the office during business hours just to sit next to me. This man was still promoted, sent to career training classes and everything. No one did anything even after I was the fifth girl he had sexually harassed or assaulted. I began to not trust anyone in the military. Yeah, don't blame you. I developed PTSD and would have panic attacks anytime I was alone in a building on post. I couldn't have sex with my own husband at the time. I was paranoid and couldn't trust my own leadership to do anything about it. I would go to the gym after work and he'd be there. This went on until February of this year, and it only stopped because his unit went to Korea. I was supposed to go as well, but due to my other health conditions, they decided to medically retire me, and they started the process then. I know he didn't rape me or try to murder me, but he scarred my mental stability and well-being. The military failed me and his other victims. 
we try to write a letter to Congress, but when you write a congressional, they just pass it off to your leadership to handle. Yeah. Ridiculous. And this is why we say these things need to be addressed by a third party. Yeah. I so agree. you write Congress and they just send it back to your your sergeant. Right. Like that's bullshit. So nothing was done. We tried to tell the sexual abuse people in the army who were supposed to help, but they claimed they didn't have enough proof. I went to therapy, but of course I had to see one who was in the army. And the first response of my therapist was, were you wearing makeup? What? So I stopped going. So again, there's rape culture. You know, you people, were you wearing makeup? What were you wearing? You know, and this is why women are so afraid and feel so shameful. You can't do anything like... You wear makeup, you're asking for it. You don't wear makeup, Mm -hmm. then you have that natural beauty look and you're asking for it. You wear a crop top, you're asking for it. You wear a fucking, you know, 17th century Victorian dress and you're fucking asking for it. You know, this is kind of off. Oh, it's not off topic. I'm not in the military, but um, I was told by a coworker of mine that uh, they were at a bar Mm -hmm. and another guy in the bar stopped them and said like oh man you work for Brooke like how do you like work with her and like god how do you work with her all day like maybe not everybody's a fucking rapist like what do you mean (laughs) like you know what I mean like how do you work with her all day long and not just you know rape her you know that's what I took it as yeah you know, like, what do you mean? How do you work with her all day? You work with me all day. You I mean, fucking keep your you're goddamn not hands to yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just, I thought that was such, like, a violating just comment this person made. Like, yeah. how do you work with her all day? Like, I'd be, you know, doing this or that. You know, Ugh. like, gross. Did I ever tell you about that one old man that stopped me in Kroger as I was shopping? I think so. About how... Um, I was there by myself grocery shopping and I was wearing um, a short sleeve shirt because it was, you know, the fucking summertime mm-hmm. and like leggings. And I was just minding my own business, like looking at the onions or the bell peppers or something. Mm-hmm. And this old man, like probably in his like 60s or something, comes over to me, rolls his little cart past me and he goes, wow, you are so beautiful. And I was like, thank you. Like, Mm -hmm. that's fine. You can tell me I'm beautiful. And then he was like, except maybe next time wear long sleeve shirts because your tattoos just ruin it. And I was like, oh, thanks. Um, excuse me. And he's like, yeah, you would be, uh, you're beautiful. You are like undoubtedly beautiful, but you would be so much more beautiful if you didn't have tattoos or if you just wore long sleeves. And then he just smiles at me and I'm like, bitch, what, what? Do you think I got these for you? (laughs) Like what? Like, I don't like the fact that you are a disgusting old man and the afterthoughts you have you know when people stop you and Mm -hmm. because i've been stopped several times in just you know strange weird comments and as women we're conditioned to just kind of be like thanks you know and just kind of walk away and ignore it Mm -hmm. but like the afterthoughts like i should have popped that motherfucker in his nose yeah oh and there was that one guy at taco bell who he told he asked me he was like 
Did your boyfriend let you leave the house like that? Like what? Like I wouldn't do and dude, and I'm telling you, I was legit like yeah, I was wearing makeup uh-huh. and my hair was like done or whatever, but I was wearing like you know like a baggy shirt and probably leggings because yeah comfy yeah and i was like what yeah and he was like like does your boyfriend let you leave the house like that and i was like yeah first of all my boyfriend doesn't let me do anything i just fucking do it yeah. and he knows that and he <laughs> doesn't care and like you and i are probably like i mean we dress very modest yeah i had the same thing happen to me at wendy's one time but by an older man mm-hmm. i was wearing a baggy t-shirt and like shorts like jogging shorts yeah and he said something about he, he was a very strange old man but he said something about like you know all your tattoos and you know showing all your goods Sh- showing what goods Pardon? i have on <laughs> shorts that go halfway down oh you see my knees yeah you my, see my oh, knees? sorry <laughs> Like, my ankles i hate it i do too i've been asked if my body was natural before yeah yeah is your who fucking asked that you don't even if my body wasn't natural you, you don't just I'd be like well i mean yeah the boobs you know <laughs> like what <laughs> what i don't know i i if you're a man and you're listening to this and you ask disgusting questions like that and think you have any right to speak to a woman that way go fuck yourself like, like the, really and truly. The acceptable way to talk to a woman, like, okay, I will say, like, women are like, don't talk to me at all. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, if there's a guy, let's say you're pumping gas, yeah. and he sees this woman, he thinks that she's just, like, instant infatuation. Yeah. If he goes over to her and he talks to her and he's like, hey, like, I noticed, like, you're super beautiful. Like, yeah. you know. Fine. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good day. Or, like, you know, I you want to exchange numbers i think that's fine yeah but when she says no you go drop it. that's fine and then you walk away and you fucking drop it like i think it is okay like if you see somebody that you are attracted to yeah. that, i mean they could be the one you don't know wow, you're beautiful you know I'd right love to- don't be a fucking creep don't like one man at the gas station told yeah. me he was like um he t- basically he told me that um he asked me if i was married mm-hmm. and I always lie and say, yes, Yeah, I'm of married. course. I think we all do. Yeah, exactly. Know? And he was like, well, you won't be for long. And uh, I was like, uh-huh. what? And he was like, I'll see you again. And I'm like, where? Okay. This fucking gas That's station? That's creepy. <laughs> like, uh, don't do that shit. So creepy. I cannot. Guys, don't act like that. It's, I mean, women too. Women do it as well, but like, oh my God. And also, don't, hey, Ma, you fine when we have the gas pump. Okay? Don't do that. Don't fucking do it. Like, a, how many chicks a day do you get doing that? You know what I mean? Hardly ever. Or like hollering out your truck window. Like, mm-hmm. is am I like just going to stop dead in my tracks and say, that was it? That's my man and get in my car and just take off after him? Yeah. Because, oh my God. Like, <laughs> I'm about to race my car to find <laughs> you because you did that. Uh, or like when a woman walks by and have you ever had the guy go that ass though <laughs> i have not no i've had that multiple times or like serious? Or, or they'll be like that ass and i'm like what Ew. and it, it makes me uncomfortable because then i know that they're gonna be staring at of my course. fucking ass the rest of the day well i told you about the guy we're to- sorry guys we're telling personal <laughs> stories we just kind of went off um but the guy taking pictures of, of my ass butt and the, at the gas, gas station, station yep and then the other guy comes to my car as i'm getting in and says i just want you to know that guy was taking pictures of your ass 
Oh, well, thanks. I mean, what the hell? Like, why didn't you go to him and be like, don't fucking do that, you creep? You're watching this dude do this and you just wanted to tell me, like, what am I going to do now? Like, Like, he's gone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking hate it so much. I have so many more, too, but we can get back on topic now. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, There's a little bit more back to this. So, um, what started this conversation was she says, I went to therapy, but of course had to see one that was in the army and the first response of my therapist was were you wearing makeup so i stopped going i am so glad he didn't do more physically to me but it made me realize the huge injustice in our army i am thankful to be getting out but he changed my life and not in a good way i feel for the other men and women who are victims in the military and i hope that one day we will all get justice amen you know what's making me sad about that um I've noticed many times throughout that email or whatever. She, she downplayed what yes, happened to her. She's like, mm-hmm. I know I wasn't, you know, he didn't mm-hmm. physically do anything. He didn't, you know, act like actually sexually assault me. But baby girl, what happened to you was 100% wrong. Yeah. And don't ever act like it wasn't what it was. No. Yeah. You. <laughs> It should not have happened, and what he did was extremely wrong. And I still think somebody needs to shoot him in his face. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's, if he hasn't raped someone yet, which I would be surprised, he will. Yeah, I agree. I think so, too. It's fucking disgusting. I feel so bad for each and every one of you who have to deal with that every day, whether you're in the military or not. Sexual abuse to me is just the worst kind of abuse mm-hmm. like i think i'd rather somebody fucking tear my tooth out than to touch me sexually unwanted when i when it's unwanted mm-hmm. and thank you thank you thank you so so much to you three wonderful women who sent your stories in yes thank you so 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 much thank you for you know wanting to shed light on this and wanting mm-hmm. to get your story out there so that you know this could encourage other people in the military maybe to tell their stories yeah and- or to report it yeah. or i don't know i mean like maybe some something will change yeah. who knows it needs to yeah and i'm willing to do whatever it takes you know and hopefully you guys that didn't know this is going on i hope it you know opened your eyes and mm-hmm. um we need a fight to make something happen so that this does not continue right and i do also want to mention that like sexual abuse or assault harassment in the military is in my opinion scarier than at other jobs because like so when i I worked at ruby tuesday and this guy (coughs) one time walked by and slapped my ass and Mm -hmm. it made me uncomfortable but guess what i could have done I could have just fucking left yeah. and never looked back. But when you're in the military, you can't just quit. No, you can't. You you are stuck there until like however many years until you can get out. Like you can't just leave like that. And that's terrifying. And I don't know, just the fact that the same people you're reporting these things to are the same people that can cover up for the men doing this. Yeah. I just hate it so much. We've got to change that, you guys. Somehow, some way. It's and not then, you right. know, it become. I feel like to them, they become more lenient with what they take and what they don't take because if they're getting X 
you know, amount of reports, Mm -hmm. you know, a month. And then they investigate these, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like they get, what's the word, like, so accustomed Mm -hmm. to just, like, writing it off. Yeah, that they just don't take it seriously anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, if you can't just automatically prove it, like, if you do not have a video of somebody actually raping you then you might as well just forget it Mm -hmm. that is so scary to me Mm -hmm. i guess that's all we've got for this evening well um thank you guys again thank you for listening um i don't think we've mentioned our social media as the last few episodes so um, if you want to join our group on Facebook, you can at For God's Sake Don't Drink the Jones Juice and our Instagram at Don't Drink the Jones Juice. Our TikTok is at Don't Drink the Jones Juice. Mm-hmm. And then our merch store, storefrontier.com slash Don't Drink the Jones Juice. Mm-hmm. And then, is that it? That is it. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. That's it. Thank you for listening. For God's sake. Don't drink the Jones juice.